Bad Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello, I'm Auntie Nat. And I'm Auntie Cecily. And all of us here are so glad that you have come back to worship the King, aren't we kids? Yes! Auntie Nat, tell all the kids at home why we're wearing crowns today. Oh, thanks Ben for reminding me. I almost forgot. It's a crown day. Boys and girls, today we're going to talk and sing about crowns. So it's a special Sabbath worship program. Can you remind me who else I need to say hello to? Teddy. Yes, it's Teddy. Oh, Teddy. You've brought a friend. What's her name? It's Lily. Oh, look, so it is. It's Lily. Do you know what, boys and girls? This is Lily's first time. So you need to let me know that she behaves herself. Aunt Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us? Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much that we can come together and open the Sabbath and to worship you. We pray that you would touch the hearts of all the girls and boys around the world who are joining us at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Arnie Cecily. How's your week been? Has God blessed you this week? Think about what God has provided for you this past week. When we really think about it, we can find something to be thankful for. What do you think, Arnie Cecily? Yes. That just stopping, you know, to count our blessings mm. from God can just change our focus in life and help us to want to bless others. Yes, I agree. Let's have a look at our blessing box now to see what we can do to bless someone else on the Sabbath. Matthew, you're going to read our blessing today. Can you read that to the children at home? Read the Bible to someone. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be especially good for someone who couldn't read. Can you think of someone who you could read the Bible to? Do you have any ideas, Matthew, who you could read the Bible to? Someone in the nursing home. Oh, I think that would be a lovely idea, Matthew. And it's such a great way that we can share Jesus' love to them. I think they would be very blessed. Aunt Cecily, I know you have a blessing to share with us. And we have been so blessed by all the things you've been telling us about the second coming. Yes. We've been on an amazing journey these past weeks, haven't we? Mm. Learning about Jesus' second coming. We've learned about the place Jesus has prepared for us in heaven and how we can prepare our hearts for his return. And we've learned that his coming will be a noisy worldwide event. No one will miss it. We're not to be afraid because Jesus will keep us safe. Mm. Jesus will resurrect the dead who loved and believed in him. And those of us alive will be able to meet the Lord in the air. Mm. We also spoke about Satan's attempt to deceive us when he impersonates Jesus. Don't be tricked by him as Jesus will not touch the ground when he returns. Also, we don't know the hour or the day of Jesus' return. Only God the Father knows that. So don't be deceived by people predicting a time for his return. We also discovered that the tree of life, which was in the Garden of Eden, will be in heaven. So we will be able to eat from it and live eternally with our best friend, Jesus. He loves us so much that he's going to give us a new body free from the effects of sin. 
Also, heaven will be free from sadness and pain. Heaven will be a perfect, happy and safe place to be. Today, I want to talk to you about crowns. Just as we are going to talk about a crown in our Bible study, so Jesus will place a crown on our heads when we enter heaven. James 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. What a beautiful promise. Jesus longs to place a crown on your head. So turn your heart to him mm. and believe in God's promises. Oh, thanks, Aunty Cecily. Those were beautiful pictures, weren't they? Won't it be lovely when Jesus places those crowns on our heads? They'll be more beautiful than the ones that we have on. You know what? I can see that Pastor Rick has snuck in while we've been talking about that. Thanks so much, Pastor Rick, for coming and joining us in our worship time. Lovely to be here and looking out at you all. What's with the crowns? This is a crown day, yes. special day about learning about crowns. How good is that? Well, there's a special song, song called Will There Be Any Stars in My Crown? Let's sing this one together. I am thinking today of the beautiful land I shall reach when the sun goeth down. When through wonderful place by the Savior I stand, will there be any stars in my crown? Will there be any stars, any stars in my crown? When at evening the sun I think that's a really good song to sing, seeing everyone has their lovely crowns on. Jesus is going to give us a crown. Why don't we sing about that? I will wear a crown in my Father's house, in my Father's house, in my Father's house. I will wear a crown in my Father's house. There'll be joy, joy, joy. Sing it again. I will wear a crown in my father's house, in my father's house, in my father's house. I will wear a crown in my father's house. There'll be joy, joy, joy. Pastor Rick, can we please sing Give Your Heart to Jesus? Yeah, I think that's a great song to sing. But before we sing it, I'm just thinking about the title of that song and how beautiful the title that is because all the music we've been singing and everyone who's been watching, it's all about giving our heart to Jesus. That's where we're coming to. And this song is a great way to finish that. So let's sing this beautiful song. We're going to sing it through twice. Give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus, He is calling you. Give your heart to Jesus, He is calling you. Give your heart to Jesus, He 
Thanks, Pastor Rick. Singing praises to God is just a lovely way to tell him that we love him. Are you enjoying Dr. John's stories each week? Yes. Well, I wonder what he has in store for us this time. Let's go and see. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John and welcome to Storytime. And all the other boys and girls who are watching, thank you so much for being with us today. I want to tell you the story of Colin Winch. You know, a lot of the mission stories have been about boats, but as we came into the 20th and the 21st century, we discovered that it was much quicker and more efficient to use an aeroplane. And this is the plane that was our first mission plane. In fact, its number was VH, which is the Australian number, SDA, Seventh-day Adventist. And this plane, this is just a model, was seen all over New Guinea. And Colin was training to be a nurse. He really wanted to be a pilot. More than a pilot, he couldn't afford to buy a plane, so he built one. He got bits of timber and bits of canvas, and in a garage, he started to make this plane. Can you see the motor? He couldn't afford a motor. This will just be a glider. Well, he had his friend Doug, and they didn't know who was going to fly it, but Doug won. He was a bit fatter than Colin, and he squeezed in, and the plane didn't fly very well. Then it was Colin's turn. He got on the plane, and they got it behind a car, and the car had to race across the paddock. Hopefully the plane would get into the air. But you know, the plane was very cheap and the wheels are off an old pram. And as it was racing across the paddock, not flying, it hit the concrete edge of a cricket pitch and the wheels came off. And for one second, the plane flew that far off the ground and crashed. Well, they weren't going to give up. And so this time they said, we will fly it without anybody in it and we will just tow it behind the car. And the car took off and around it went. It was flying because when they tried to do it before, the driver of the car was playing around and he ran over some fresh cow poo and it flew up all over the pilots. So now they were flying it without a pilot. And when the plane got into the air, it was flying around, following the car. But they didn't know how to stop the plane. Every time the car slowed down, the plane was about to crash into the back of the car. So he had to drive faster again. And finally he thought, the only way I can save my car is to swing wide by this tree and let the tree stop the plane and that wasn't very good for the plane and a smash and Colin had no plane but you know when he left and graduated as a nurse he went up to New Guinea and there is the Andrew Stewart VHSDA and he became such a good pilot he was known as the textbook pilot he did everything so carefully. And he would fly into these villages and they used to do something special. Sometimes if there was no landing spot, they would drop a bag out of 
the aeroplane door. They took the door off and they would drop this off and the drop master, he was very good at it. And one day they were going to a village just like this and he flew over and there's the plane and it's about to drop a bag. But there was a boy in the village, a big, strong boy. And he had a girlfriend and he wanted to impress his girlfriend. And so he looked at the plane coming over and just as they threw the big bag out, it was heavy. I'll show them how strong I am and I'll impress my girlfriend. And he raced out into the middle and he saw the bag coming down. He caught it all right. He caught it right in the chest and it knocked him flat. It knocked him out. He had no wind in his body and they came and they pumped his arms and his legs. <sighs> Finally, he started to breathe. I don't know how impressed his girlfriend was because everybody was laughing at him and he never, ever tried to catch it again. You know, the Andrew Stewart is no longer flying, but it still flies in this model because it is a weather vane. And every time the wind blows, it follows the wind. And that is all that is left of the Andrew Stewart. Thank you, boys and girls. Goodbye. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Annie Cecily, would you like to say a prayer to open our study today? Yes. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for your son, Jesus, and all that you have done for us. And we pray that as we read your holy word, that you would put it in our hearts to want to follow everything that you want us to. Please bless the children at home and may we all give our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Anna, last Sabbath, we studied about a man who was on the run from King Saul. Who was that? David. Yes, it was David. And why was David on the run? Because Saul wanted to kill him. Yeah, that's right. Today, we're going to see what happens to David. So Anna, would you like to please read 1 Samuel 26, 1 to 2. Now the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is David not hiding in the hill of Hachilah, opposite Jeshimon? Then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having 3,000 chosen men of Israel, with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. Thanks, Anna. So the Ziphites informed Saul of David's whereabouts mm -hmm. and Saul's jealous heart rose again and he decided to go after David. Now David finds out where Saul and his army are camping. Matthew, can you please read 1 Samuel 26, 7 to 8. So David and Abishai came to the people by night, and there Saul lay sleeping within the camp, with his spear stuck in the ground by his head, and Abner and the people lay all around him. And Abishai said to David, God has delivered your enemy into your hand this day. Now therefore, please let me strike him at once with the spear right to the earth, and I will not have to strike him a second time. So here David has been given a second opportunity to take Saul's life. David refuses to kill Saul. Even though David was also anointed to be king, he wanted to leave the whole matter in God's hands. But you know what? While Saul was spending so much time chasing David, 
He neglected his responsibilities to his nation. The Philistines took advantage of this and they infiltrated Israel. Let's see what happens. Aunt Cecily, can you please read 1 Samuel 28, 5 to 6. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, mm. either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets. Mm. So Saul was very fearful and he inquired of God as to what to do. But God didn't answer him. Mm. Saul went and consulted a witch. Now, when Samuel was alive, he and Saul had driven out all the witches and wizards from the land. Now, this witch had been living in secret because she didn't want to know that she didn't want anyone to know that she was there. Saul went in disguise and the witch was also worried about her life. Let's see what Saul says to her. Matthew, can you please read 1 Samuel 28, 10 to 14. And Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, Whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, Bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. And the king said to her, Do not be afraid. What did you see? The woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit as ascending out of the earth. So he said to her, What is his form? And she said, An old man is coming up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stopped, stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Thanks, Matthew. Now, does a witch have a power to raise someone from the dead? No. No, only God can do that. Do you know, he was our original creator, and he is the only one that can recreate us. So who was responsible for the spirit that came up? Satan. Yes, Satan was impersonating Samuel. Let's look at our Bibles to check out a couple of things. Bethany, can you please read Ecclesiastes 9, 5 to 6? For the, for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love, their hatred and their envy have now perished. Nevermore, nevermore will they have, have a share in anything done under the sun. So the Bible is telling us that when we die, you know nothing. Everything in your mind ceases to exist. So that means the dead cannot speak to us. Kate, can you please read John 11, 11 to 14? These things he said after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then the, his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking a rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So Jesus is explaining that death is asleep. Caleb, can you please read Job? 7, 9 to 10. As the cloud disappears and vanishes away, so he who goes down to the grave does not come up. He shall never return to his house, nor shall his place know him anymore. 
Thanks, Caleb. So this is telling us that once you die, the grave is where you stay. You don't go anywhere else. Do we stay asleep forever? No. Let's look at our memory verse today and read it together. First Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18. This one's a long one. You ready? For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Wow, what a great promise. God is so good. Now let's get back to our story. Saul and his sons perished on the battlefield. We are now going to go over to 2 Samuel and we are going to read what happens when David finds out this news. David, in his response to this tragedy, composes a song on his harp. Matthew, can you read the last three verses of that for us in 2 Samuel 1, 25, 26? How the mighty have fallen in the midst of the, the battle. Jonathan was slain in your high places. I am distressed for you, my brother Jonathan. You have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was wonderful, surpassing the love of women. Thanks, Matthew. So David valued his special friendship with Jonathan even above the friendship and the companionship of his own wives. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what it shines on that verse for us. Kate, can you please read that for us? This is a very special verse. Jonathan, by birth heir to the throne, yet knowing himself set aside by the divine decree to his rival, the most tender and faithful of friends, shielding David's life at the peril of his own, steadfast at his father's side through the dark days of his declining power, and at his side falling at the last, the name of Jonathan is treasured in heaven, and it stands on earth a witness to the existence and the power of unselfish love. Oh, thanks, Kate. You know, Jonathan was a faithful and godly man and realised that David was the rightful person next in line to the throne. Do you know what? God orchestrated David and Jonathan's friendship so they could support one another through those very turbulent and stressful years. Now, David was led by God to go up to the city of Hebron, which was in Judah. Let's see what happens. Bethany, can you please read 2 Samuel 2 for our last verse? Then the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, The men of Jabesh Gilead were the ones who buried Saul. Thank you. So finally, after all this time, we've been studying about David the last couple of lessons, and finally David is anointed as king. But it was all done in God's timing. And if you go over and have a look at our kings and prophets chart, you can see up the top there that Saul was the first king, and now David is the second king of Israel. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we study today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, like Aunty Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com.
Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh, yes. While you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He has posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Nick and Sarah. We want to encourage you to read your Bibles every day so you can get to know Jesus as your friend. That's why we've developed the daily devotionals to help you to do that. If you have any questions of any of the Bible studies, you can contact us at the address on the screen. Yes, we would love to hear from you. And perhaps Aunty Cecily, when we spoke about our blessing earlier on about reading the Bible to someone, the children could use those studies as a guide to do that. That's a great idea. Aunty Nat, should we go over our memory verse with the children? Yes, let's do that. Children, can we read that together? 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the What a beautiful promise. Isn't it? Mia, we've nearly come to the end of our worship time. What did you learn about the King today? That Jesus wants to put crowns on our heads in heaven. Yes, he certainly does. Jesus wants us to all be in heaven with him. Aunty Cecily, do you think we're ready to sing our blessings on to the children at home? I think so. Would you like to turn around and sing to the boys and girls at home? heaven because there'll be never-ending food. I'm looking forward to going to heaven because I get to see all the Bible characters. I can't wait to get to heaven because I'll be able to play with all the animals. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.